York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. Man, oh man, what's going on? This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show. Here, give you that Nick's talk just in the Nick of Time, and we're here to discuss some breaking news on your Saturday morning. What day is it? I don't even know. But that doesn't matter what day it is. All that matters is it happened, guys. It happened. Everybody talked about how Leon Rose is scared to make the big move, and he's always sleeping at the wheel. It wasn't the, the huge move, but... It's a move, a significant move nonetheless. The Knicks are trading R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel, quickly, and one, counted one second round pick to the Raptors for OG Ananobi, sources says. Not only that, the Raptors are sending Malachi Flynn, Flynn and Precious Alachulia to the Knicks in the OG Ananobi trade. Um, significant news. This is the first time that Leon Rose has moved a rotational piece, not even more a rotational piece, two staples for these Knicks in the offseason. And we're going to talk about it, man. So shout out to uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G's in the building. I know there's going to be a lot of emotional Knicks fans in the chat, but listen to what we got to say. This trade is not as bad as y'all think it is. Yeah. Not for sure. There's some there's some good and some bad to it. And we're going to talk about both. Um, you know, I, I'm one of the leaders of the Quickly Hive. And I'm sad to see him go. But I don't want to start there. I'm going to start with the significance of having OG Ananobi here in place of RJ Barrett. Now, some people might be upset that RJ is gone. Uh, I remember talking last year about even the possibility of moving RJ. And people were straight up just unsubscribing from the channel <laughs> just because we talked about it for three three days straight. But to be honest with you, he was just playing bad. He was straight out playing bad. And granted, he played well in the playoffs. But unless you can play defense and shoot in the NBA offense, you can't really get anywhere. You're 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 you are capped. And although we traded for OG Ananobi, who isn't that big superstar, when you have Jalen Brunson here and, and, and Julius Randle here who creates a lot of attention and we kick the ball to you and you can't capitalize off of that attention, that's a huge problem for us. So we lose a guy who's been shooting 20% from three since the migraines and under 40% for the field um, since the migraines. And we lose a guy who's not a real wing. He's a two guard playing out of position and we actually get a true defensive wing who can shoot threes, uh, at least in the corner. Anyway, he can shoot threes, shooting 37% from three on the season and shoot 48% from the field. And just being that, just being that, just being competent on offense is going to be huge for us. But not only that, Ryan, you're going to have, OG Ananobi, hold on, let me, let me pull something up real quick. Let me pull something up really quick. We're going to have, let's see. We're going to have OG Ananobi, right? If you're looking at a clean glass stats, 
shoots all three, shooting 38% from three. Shoots 44% from the corner three. 44% from the corner three. Stark difference from RJZ. So you're going to have OG Ananobi in one corner at this moment, shooting 44% from the corner three. And then you're going to have Dante DiVincenzo, who's been shooting, I believe, 60% or something crazy. I'll look that up in a second for a quarter three. People aren't going to be able to help off of Brunson and Randall like they've been doing in that starting lineup. And then you also add a guy who is an all-world. He can guard multiple positions. Um, he can guard the other team's best player. Matter of fact, on in October 25th, this guy was guarding Anthony Edwards and held him for one for nine. That's the type of defense he has. Uh, he's an all-world. He's a really good defender. It's something that we needed. We needed a versatile, versatile damn near positionless defender on this team, and we got it. Uh, so and it cost us RJ, um, which I, I honestly, I love the kid. I love what he represents. I love his work ethic. I love his professionalism. But as you guys saw a couple of days ago, I was like, I, I, I had enough. I had enough of two, a few days ago, so I, I'm really not upset about RJ leaving. I'm more upset about IQ leaving, um, even though I understand why. I, I don't really fault the front office because I already know the, the, the ramifications of the, the, the apron and being over the cap and having to kind of manipulate that cap for the Knicks. It's, it's going to be sad to see quickly go for sure, but I am happy to have Ogiana Nobly in the starting line. So go ahead, Ryan G. What do you have? There? I know you have a lot to say. Yeah. So first and foremost, I just want Knicks fans to take the emotions out of it and look at it from an objective standpoint. RJ Barrett. If you look at if you look at his past few games since he's been here with a migraine. Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle already have high usage rates. They need guys around them that can actually knock down a three-point shot. Look at the game against the Thunder. We attributed that to Thibs because he took quickly out of the game who, who was shooting well and put R.J. Barrett in. I think R.J. Barrett had at least two or three open three-pointers toward the end of that game where they kicked it out to him wide open, could have knocked down the shot. He hit one, but by then it was too late. The game was already in hand. Again against, again against the Orlando Magic. Left wide open on three-point shots. Couldn't mm -hmm. knock them down. Since he came back from the migraine, shooting 20% from three, if you have two high-usage guys in Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle around, you know, dominating the ball, and they're getting double-teamed, and they kick the ball out to you, you have to be able to knock down that three. R.J. Barrett has not been doing that. OG and OB is shooting 37% from three. Like J.L. said, 44% from the corner three. That gives Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, a guy that can actually knock down a three. That gives that gives um, opposing teams to playing defense against the Knicks. That gives them somebody that they have to worry about. So that's one less guy that the defenses can use to even double Julius Randle or Jalen Brunson. Which means which means if you think of it in the wide scheme of things, with OG and Anobi in the starting lineup, now Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle has more space to operate on offense, yeah. which can help their game significantly. And then you have Dante knocking down threes. OG could knock down threes. The three, the, the offense can flow better. And then on top of that, OG Ananobi can guard multiple positions. He's not a slouch on defense. Not a shot at all. So if you're looking at it from an objective standpoint, 
OG is a upgrade over RJ Barrett in this offense. Absolutely. If this in the Knicks offense, he's an upgrade over RJ Barrett. The 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 big the, I think the big you like JL, JL has said the big thing is quickly being gone. That's going to be tough to replace for the Knicks because his, his scoring off the bench was major. And now I think, depending on how the Knicks are going to set up their lineup, you know, guys like Grimes and guys like Grimes are going to have to step up and pretty and pretty much make up for the offensive production that quickly provided off the bench. That's the t- that's the tough thing that the Knicks have to replace. Yeah. But overall speaking. This is an upgrade in the starting lineup. Like, I understand. Like, I love RJ, too. I have an RJ Barrett jersey. I love RJ Barrett. My my Jamaican brethren, you know, like, I I, I love them. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I think fans have to stop being attached to players because you have to realize it's a business, number one. And number two, if that player goes for a player that can actually improve your offense, actually improve your team on both sides of the ball, especially in terms of how the Knicks play their offense and defensively, I don't know why he would be against that trade. Yeah. The 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 only thing I feel like OG's OG straight up is just a better a better shooter than RJ, a better defender than RJ. The only the only thing that RJ to me might have an edge on OG is going to the hole, the weight in, the rate in which he goes to the hole and his playmaking. But even his playmaking, RJ's playmaking is very sometimesy. He's very sometimesy. When when RJ started the season, I was raving about the passes he was making, and then he just stopped passing. Um, so like even the best part that we really needed to make this thing go, he stopped doing. Uh, and I feel like you know sometimes as Knicks fans, we get really emotional about the players that we draft because we love them. We see them grow. Uh, we saw him go, hey, I'm a Nick. And you kind of, you kind of, it, it, it blurs your judgment a little bit to what skills he actually has and what he can be and what he is today. I'm not saying RJ Barrett will be a better player um, tomorrow than he is today. I'm not saying he'll never have a good NBA career. But, uh, but like I said before, um, I don't want to bet on that with this Knicks team because of what we have. Like to me, it's better to get a short thing right now because we have these two guys are in their prime and it's a really the roll of the dice with RJ um, where his ceiling goes and how fast he gets there uh, at this point. So extremely happy, happy to have OG Ananobi here uh, provide some spacing. We actually had somebody who can lock down the other team's best Offensive player for once, man. We don't have to depend on freaking Dante DiVincenzo to guard Brandon Ingram. Like, that was crazy. <laughs> like, like we don't have to do that anymore. You know what I'm saying? We actually have guys, like, when we play the Celtics, we actually have somebody who can at least look, look the Celtics players eye to eye. We can actually have somebody look Tatum eye to eye on defense and not have to put a 6'4 player on. So that, this is a good thing for us. Um, and you know, there's been rumors of OG Ananobi wanting an extension. Um, you already know how the Knicks operate. If they trade for you, they plan on extending you. What that number will be will will be the t- determined. Um, I just know it, the 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 hard part of IQ leaving is obviously IQ is not is gone not because he's not a great player, 
the Knicks and Tom Thibodeau absolutely loved him. It's the it was just the number. It was it was just the number. It was rumored that he wanted twenty five million, and they were hesitant to give a bench player starters money, and that's all it came down to. And that's pretty much why OG, OG Ananobi. OG Ananobi is kind of here for a similar reason. They already invested in their starting wing, and they didn't have the money to put into another starting wing the exact same amount of money, so they gave them to us. So it, it is what it is right now. Uh, how we replace Quickly's production is going to be the big problem. I'm looking at Quentin Grimes. I'm looking at Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes, that one day when we he didn't have those starters around him in preseason, those days in summer league when he was the man, he was able to be more aggressive. This might be the time for Quentin Grimes to get his stuff off. He's only been averaging like 11 minutes, 13 minutes a game since being relegated to the bench. We're going to need a scoring pop off the bench. If I'm the coach, I'm turning to Quentin Grimes and saying, hey, you've been playing with Trent. You've been training with Penny Hardaway this summer about how to play make. You've been learning how to shoot off ball. This is your time to shine and, and get your stuff off. Because we have Miles McBride here now who might see an uptick. But we also traded for Malachi Flint, Flynn, who he's not, he's not what quickly is. Not going to lie. Not what quickly is. Uh, he will pass the ball more. He has a, a better passing usage percentage. So Grimes will get the ball more if he's if Tibbs decides to use him. But he's not what quickly is. So... I expect expect to see Grimes get more minutes for the Grimes Hive people who want to see him play more. Expect him to get more minutes, and we might see an uptick in scoring in Grimes off the bench at least. Yeah, and I just want to add one thing because you know I am reading the comments in the chat, and clearly, clearly there are people who are upset about this move, and I think people are missing the one major thing about this move: the Knicks did not give up a whole lot to acquire OG Anunoby and Flynn and Achua to help the team, you know, um, be to help the team get better. The Knicks still have a plethora of first-round picks, and they have a plethora of assets still available where the Knicks can make multiple moves down the line to improve the roster. So the Knicks making this trade, the Knicks are not done after this. The Knicks are going to probably further improve the team moving forward because their assets are here. So for people to be like, to be so mad that they gave up RJ and quickly in this trade for a guy that they presume an OG that is lesser than RJ or whatever the case may be, I think it's short-sighted because you're not looking at the fact that the Knicks have a whole bunch of first-round picks still available, and they have a and they have a whole bunch of assets and players that they can trade to make a move for another player that's going to significantly help this roster. Yep. So you can't. So you. So you cannot look at this trade in a vacuum and be like, "Oh my gosh, we gave up RJ Barrett. We gave up quickly for OG Ananobi, who in your, who in your view is not a better player than RJ Barrett, or whatever the case may be, or, or not a better player than Emmanuel Quickly." You have to look at it as a big picture. Yeah. They acquire a player that fits in the offense that the Knicks have with Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. As a guy who can actually knock down open three point shots, exactly, and the Knicks have and the Knicks have assets available where they can make more trades down the line to improve the roster even further. Yeah. So stop. So stop being so short sighted. Stop being so emotional and think of it and think of it in a bigger picture. 
Yeah, and I agree with you, Ryan. I, I will say, I will say, Emmanuel quickly for the Raptors. No doubt, he has a chance to be what Jalen Brunson is to us. The only thing is, we actually, when we got Jalen Brunson, we gave nothing to the Dallas Mavericks. We got him for free. You know what I mean? Granted, we gave away some picks and we we cut some players, but the Dallas Mavericks had absolutely nothing for Jalen Brunson. And Jalen Brunson became an All Star caliber player. Will Emmanuel quickly become an all-star caliber player? I'm not sure. He's as right now, he's a fringe starter with more time. It's certainly possible. I do I do believe that uh, you know, Toronto has a chance to, you know, see what they have in quickly and he could become that. Um, and that'll be good for quickly and good for Toronto. But at the same time, everything that Ryan G said is true. Um we get a guy who works better with our offense in OG Ananobi, our defense, who can guard the guy's best player. And not only that, all we keep all of our own first round picks. We, ne- we didn't trade any of the first round picks we got from any players or any of the first round picks that we own ourselves. So we it, it, it sucks to lose some players. That's what happens when you're building a team. Um, you lose players you love sometimes, um, but we should be better for it. We should be better for it, especially because you know the Knicks are loading up for another move. We don't know what that move is, but we know the Knicks are loading up for another move. Um, also, for you guys who want to talk, you can join the Discord. For some reason, I can't pin. I can't pin the Discord to the to the top of the chat. So you. But you can click that link right there if you want to talk live with us um, in the Discord. And also, shout out to Jason M, who sent a super chat. So we'll get to the super chat in a second. He said, Rick to the bottom on Barrett. I love the trade OG fits. Now, I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I, I like the trade. I like the trade. It hurts. To, I wish it wasn't Emmanuel quickly. I understand that we didn't want to trade. We didn't want to pay him twenty five million, and that might be a lot for a guy coming off the bench. Uh, I'm definitely gonna miss him. That's that scoring punch is why we beat the Bucks. Um, so we need to we need to kind of find another scoring punch, and it might be Dejounte Murray. It might be Dejounte Murray. Um, but let's get to it. So if you want to talk, you already know what to do. You can join the Discord link. Link is pinned to the bottom of the chat right here. Well, it's not pinned. I'm just putting it in the chat right now. If you want to talk Knicks basketball with us. Uh, man. But salute to everybody. Salute to everybody. Shout out to President the Ball. Shout out to Lucas, Eureka. Shout out to James Cito, uh, S. Parker, NCE, NYC, Unlimited Boxed. Uh, everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. If you like the show, hit that like and subscribe. And super chats are also welcome. And just so you guys understand, this new CBA is no joke. This new CBA is no joke, guys. So what's going to happen with this new CBA is all those, all of the players that are in the middle, that are fringe guys, uh, there's not going to be as many, there's not going to be as many good role players on one team anymore. That's going to be the result of this new CBA. There's going to be more high end starters and maybe one good role player off the bench. And that's uh, that's probably what's going to happen to a lot of these teams moving forward. 
because the, the the ramifications of the CBA are real. They really are. Like once you get to the second apron, it gets really tough to make any any type of moves. Uh, and I, I explained I explained it a lot when Dexter was here. I'm trying to remember off the, off the cuff. Like once you hit that second apron, you're not allowed to trade. You're not allowed to trade picks out of five years. You also have to trade. You have to match salary for salary to the dollar. You're not even really allowed to waiver a dollar. So it makes it extremely hard to add talent when you when you overpay for somebody and then you want to trade them. And you have to trade them for somebody else who makes exactly the same amount of money. That really caps you on who you can trade once you hit that second second apron. So teams do not want to hit that second second apron for that reason. And also, usually when teams are over the cap, they can wait for players to be cut and pick them up and pick them up off of waivers. If you're over the second apron and you feel like you're a championship team and you need a, a cheap piece, you are not allowed to grab players off the waiver. So you can see the NBA is really just penalizing people who overpay people. So it, it really makes you it really makes you say you're only allowed to play, you're pretty much only allowed to play starters, pay starters from this point on in this league, the way they're setting up the new CBA. So so that's why I say like I hurts to see quickly go. Um, but financially, I can understand why they would let him go because this new CBA is no joke. If you overpay him, if you pay him more than you think he's worth, you have to keep them because then you're not going to be able to trade him. You possibly won't be able to trade it to another team for 25 million and get something body, somebody else who's also worth 25 million back. It gets harder to make those one for one trades. So it's going to be rough. It's definitely going to be rough. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to ask, the chat something, especially those who are very upset with this trade. Okay, tell me something. Because Jalis described it perfectly with the second apron. Are you comfortable knowing that, okay, Brunson's extension is going to come up. The Knicks are going to have to pay Brunson. More than likely, if the Knicks pay Brunson, the Knicks are going to be in that second apron where it's going to be difficult as hell to make any moves afterwards to improve the roster. Are you comfortable with extending Brunson with RJ Barrett still here and, and the team constructed as is and think that that team is going to become good enough to win a championship? I need to ask y'all that question because, like I said, y'all being too emotional about this trade. You're not thinking about this trade down the line. As, the, as currently constructed, this team was not good enough to either to compete for a championship. A move had to be made. It sucks that RJ is gone. I understand it. Trust me, I understand it. RJ, I like RJ. I, I guess I have a Knicks RJ Barrett jersey. But the fact of the matter is, with Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle here, who are the clear one-two option on this team, they need shooters around them who actually knock down the open shots. Yeah, they need shooters. Man. RJ, RJ Barrett hasn't been doing that. And and me, I can look at it objectively and see like with the team, with the roster constructed as it currently is. This team was not going anywhere. Yeah, it'd be a, it'd be a, it'd be, it'd be, it would be at best a second round exit team. 
Yeah. So why not? So why not try to shake up the roster a bit and bring in somebody who can actually help the roster with with, the, with what he can do on defense and his shooting, and then the Knicks still have assets available where they can make more trades down the line to improve the roster further before that extension for Brunson comes and actually lock in a team that can actually compete for a championship. Like, come on now. Yeah, I I agree. And if you guys do have something to say, the Discord link is in the bottom. You can click that Discord link in the bottom and get in there and talk to us live and give you your thoughts on the actual trade. Um, and I see people in the chat saying the problem isn't really RJ. Some people saying part of them is really RJ. The problem is IQ. Um, I've seen that response, and I've also seen we're also going to have to pay Ananobi. Um, well, I, well, and I, I will say, well, for one thing, RJ making around close to 30 million, 25 million, 30 million to me. Um, we, we paid him in good faith, hoping that he would grow into his contract. It wasn't working. It was when you're looking at the starting lineup, it was really looked like we overpaid RJ. I'm not going to hold you because it, he didn't really improve from last season. Um, so you can't have you can't have a guy in your starting lineup making starting lineup money and not producing. It it cap holds you. It it, it keeps you down. Um, two now. People are saying we might have to play OG Ananobi, and that might be true. That absolutely might be true. Um, but the trade-off is OG Ananobi is in the starting line. I'm not sure how much he's going to be paid, but it's it's a better it's a little bit better to over uh, overplay a little bit if somebody's in the starting line than versus when they're on the bench because at least you know they're going to get 33 minutes or so a game, and the usage you're going to get is going to is going to reflect what you pay. And hopefully he grows better into his own role as well. IQ for sure is going to be missed. This is the it's up to the Knicks to figure out what they're going to do right now. Sometimes it's addition by subtraction. Maybe Grimes finds his flow and he starts to be more productive when he gets more minutes. Sometimes it's addition by subtraction. But more than likely the Knicks are going to have to make another move and will make another move. So shout out to Jean Jean Marc. Who sends a five dollar super chat? Who says we finally get the big wing we were craving for? Who is the next domino? Zach Levine, Murray. Does Macau Bridges make sense now? Mmm. Yo. Okay. What do you think about that, Ryan G? If Macau Bridges makes sense, yes. I mean, he does. I do think he would be a good fit, but not if OG, not if OG Ananobi is still here. It would have to be a case where it's like, you know, oh, you let OG go and then you replace with Mikel Bridges. I don't know if I would have OG and, and Mikel in the same lineup. Why not? Because to me, they're both, they're both threes. Like, they pretty much... Play the same position. I mean, I mean, hypothetically speaking, you might put one as a two guard. Yeah. You know, you you could you could probably work out that way. Yeah. But I, I, but, I, but but the thing is, like, I don't know if like, well, Mikel Bridges has improved significantly. It, it might be able to work. It, it might be able to, but both guys essentially paid a three, though, and that's why I'm like. 
I mean, I can can can, can Egon can Egon really be a two guard? Hell yeah! What's keeping him from being a two guard? For me, when you I, I, you can easily put McCall at the two. Like I don't see anything wrong with it. We, 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 like usually, is, you, it, 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 is, is his handle good enough for a two? Is his handle good enough for? He's not gonna have to have super good handle for a two. We have right now. We have we, right now. We have um, we have. Why am I forgetting his name right now? Right now we have a two guard that leave a dribble dog. Like he spots, he shoots spot up threes. He doesn't handle. We no, have, but, but 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 Dante can handle though if he wants to. Da- Dante can handle if he wants to, but Dante Dante's hand even Dante's handle is very sometimes. He's not running the point guard spot. He's not playmaking. He's not a high usage playmaker at the two. Whoever's gonna be playing the two for us is not gonna be a high usage guy. Uh so for me. I don't know what's going on over there with Brooklyn and Mikhail Bridges. Mikhail Bridges is seems to be regressing and struggling in Brooklyn. Uh, he was he was playing left minutes one game, so that's just something to keep an eye on. I'm not sure if that's even a possibility. But to me, Mikhail Bridges is a six seven, but he's athletic and mobile enough to play the two. He would uh, is, is he's just winning because he's six seven, but he can easily play the two. You don't have to be a playmaker here. He's actually taking a step up as a playmaker, um, being the guy on Brooklyn, and he won't have to do that. The only time you might need somebody to do that is when he gets to the bench. Um, yeah. So I feel like he might have enough experience to run a bench unit with the Knicks because that's what we're really missing right now. We're missing somebody who can run the bench unit um, when we have to rest uh, when we have to rest Brunson or Julius Randle. So to me, if if we get McCall Bridges, having, having Brunson, McCall Bridges, OG Ananobi, and Randle, will, to me, will give people fits. Absolute fits. Because McCall can play off ball, and I feel like he might be able to give us enough playmaking to run a second unit and be really competitive really punish teams. And now we're looking at a team who's not short anymore. We have two, six, seven guys who you can switch on twos and threes whenever you want to. Like, it, it, I feel like we're, I feel like that'd be great. To be honest with you. Yeah. Not, not that I think about it and, and looking at Brooklyn's roster construction, they basically have a bunch of six, seven, six, six guys within their lineup anyway. And they're pretty much interchangeable. So yeah, Mikhail Bridges probably could have fit in as a two. And then you have OG at the three. Then you know Randall Brunson, Mitch. So, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, yeah, it probably can't work. Now that I'm thinking about it, hell yeah, absolutely. I would do that in a heartbeat. I would definitely do that. And shoot, I still like Dorian Finley Smith off off the Brooklyn Nets if they want to move him because he's he's another guy who's a dog can shoot threes. He's not the playmaker that um he's not the playmaker that Malik is. But I would love him on the team as well if we can get him on the cheap and. But uh, but shout out to John Mark. He also said something else. What about Zach Levine or Murray? Because uh, shout out to everybody rocking rock with the KLT show right now. We will have hmm, we will have Mike Scott O'Hare January eighth to talk about trade rumors. If if a trade doesn't happen beforehand, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a trade for Dejounte Murray could be loading. Could absolutely be loading. So I remember talking about the a possibility of DeJounte Murray being here before and what that could mean for this team. And I pretty much said it could possibly work, 
but it can, but it cannot work with RJ Nadi. It cannot work with RJ here. This is exactly what I said. It cannot work with RJ here. Another move would have to be made for it to work. And this is the move that would make something like this more palatable, palatable to me. Um, because now we actually have a true catch and shoot three point shooter from the corner who can defend. And also we have a guy who can play make a little bit in DeJounte Murray and uh, lead the second unit for sure. Because like, like I said, when we was playing the Orlando Magic yesterday, we were up at the end of the first quarter. By the time the second quarter rolled along and it was Emmanuel Quickly and RJ Barrett, those two weren't able to really keep the offense going and we started to roll in a hole. We didn't score for five minutes yesterday in that period with RJ and IQ running the offense. But you add DeJounte Murray to that, now you have something. Now you have a focal point. Because DeJounte Murray was a guy who gave you nine assists on the Spurs. He was a guy who was an all-defensive guy as well. And I think when he's the he, – I feel like he can be an engine for a second unit. Yeah, most definitely um... – DeJounte Murray would definitely be, I think, a great addition to the team. Um, definitely gives the Knicks another ball handler at the point guard position. And I think, you know, him playing with Brunson, it, it would give Brunson a chance to play off ball as well. So, you know, Brunson would be able to, you know, show, showcase, you know, actually be put in spots more where he doesn't have to do as much work to get to his spots. He actually has a, he actually playing next to somebody that actually get him the ball at, at his spots and make him work less to get his shot off. And then at times, like then also with the second unit as well, you know, when Brunson is sitting on the bench, you have the second unit in there, you can have DeJounte Murray as that quote-unquote 10th guy to run with that second unit since Dips like to do nine-man rotations and run the second unit. So I think DeJounte Murray is definitely somebody that the Knicks should be looking at as well. But it'll definitely be interesting to see where the Knicks, which direction Knicks go, mm -hmm. you know, with the next move. And, you know, people in the chat ask me for the assets that the Knicks have. So within the next seven, so basically from 2024 to 2030, the Knicks own all of their first round picks. In total, the Knicks have 11 picks within that seven year span. Two of those picks are probably not going to, um, they're, they're, two of those picks are probably not going to happen because one of those picks is from Washington, one to 12 protected. Washington is asked this season, so more than likely that pick is going to Washington. Detroit as well. Detroit is asked. So that pick is going to go to Detroit. Mm -hmm. The Dallas pick is going to probably come to fruition because the Mavericks are actually good this season. Their playoff teams only one to ten protected, so that that Mavericks pick is going to become the Knicks pick. So that's eight picks within the next seven years, and also the pick with Milwaukee. That's one to four protected. Milwaukee's a good team. They have Giannis and Damian Lillard. So that pick is going to probably convey to the Knicks as well. So if you so if you look at it, the Knicks have nine first round picks within the next seven years that they can trade for another player who's going to be a significant asset to the roster. So there are your assets, people. A lot of assets, a lot of assets. Um, so I, I can see us going, I can see us going for DeJounte Murray. I still don't, I still really hesitate to see how DeJounte Murray fits with the first unit though, because he's not a good catch and shoot guy. Um, and by talking to other Hawks players, he he's a better defender at the point guard spot and at the two guard spot. So I'm still a little shaky on how he fits with the starting unit, but the second unit is 
if he's running the second unit to me, that's the real benefit of having a guy like DeJounte here. I, I see a lot of guys seeing what about Donovan Mitchell? I see a lot of that in the chat. Uh, what do you feel about Donovan Mitchell being here and being a, a two guard? What do you think, Ryan? Like, I have my thoughts, but what do you think? Donovan Mitchell as a two guard. Um, I do think with, o, with OG here, it probably does make more sense to go after Donovan Mitchell because I think for that to happen, you definitely need a bigger guy who can actually defend multiple multiple positions and things of that nature. It's not my preferred move because I'm not really a fan of the smaller backcourt. I would prefer I'd prefer a bigger guard per you know personally, but if the Knicks were to make a move out of Donovan Mitchell, like I wouldn't be as upset about it knowing that the Knicks actually have a wing that can actually defend and things of that nature, and it should be able to keep the defense intact. Um, I think the only worry for me would be Julius Randle's defense, especially with that small guard lineup in the backcourt. But it's it's not my it's not my top move. But I mean, I, I wouldn't be a, I wouldn't be opposed to it if it happened. It makes it more palatable for sure. Like like I've said, I've seen something like this work for the Raptors when they had two small guards and a top wing defender in Kawhi Leonard make that move. That's the only time I've really seen it work and where they want to actually won a championship. Uh, those guys actually had a stretch five, though, to kind of make things better on the offensive end. We don't really have that at this point unless we just choose to go small. Um, but it makes that type of move... More palatable for sure. Not my favorite move as well. Not a fan of a small backcourts in general. But OG definitely opens things up for us. For sure. Uh, now, if you want to talk, if you want to hit that Discord link, I'm putting it in the chat right now. If you wanted to give your your thoughts on this move. Um, Fritz, I'm going to bring you in right now to see what you have to say um, about this move. So let's see what you got to say. What's going on? So Fritz, I just brought you in live. So uh, speak your priest, Fritz. Let, let me know what you think of the move, OG Ananobi to the Knicks. I mean, at first I was I was kind of shocked. I was just staring at the screen. You know, the first thought that goes in your mind: Hey, twenty points in, twenty points plus twenty points, and you get back fifteen. But once you think about the parts and what it opens up for the future. I think it's a good trade. I think the the best part about it is that we didn't give up a bunch of picks. Yeah, we didn't give up any first round picks. Well, <laughs> yeah, the second we gave is basically basically a first. But yeah. uh, last year, Raptors were asking. Remember the r ridiculous packages they were asking for? Yeah, they were asking for three first-round picks for OG Ananobi last season, and we ended up trading Emmanuel quickly and gave him one second-round pick. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so quickly becomes your two, three picks. So, for the people who say, all right, we just gave quickly for nothing, quickly became the two, three picks to get OG Ananobi. And it opens it up to getting an, a guard who isn't the best defender. So I think that's a great thing. You can go out and get Donovan Mitchell. I, I think he's kind of who I have as the front runner right now because 
Yeah. I, I think Leon has to give us a name. Like he promised a star. So he can't give us he can't give us someone who's, you know, kind of good, someone who's underrated. He needs a name to say, hey, I, I completed my mission. Right. I think Mitchell, I think he he's the one person who would fulfill that. I think DeJounte would be something I'd like because you could get DeJounte and then maybe get something beyond that. Mm. His, his salary is low. His salary is low. So... How much is DeJounte making? I'm really excited. He's making like 18 this year, but he goes up to like 23 to 25 for the next few years. He goes with he 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 um I think he goes between 23 and then 24 and then 25 for the next few years. You, like, you know what's funny? He's not a big number player. You know what's funny? I would love like and I, I don't think this is possible. Because I actually like the, the idea of having the shooters next to Brunson in OG Ananobi in one corner. And the, and and why am I keeping getting our starting two guards? <laughs> oh, you Dante? Huh? And Dante in the, in the other corner. I almost want him to be kind of like the guy. I almost I almost feel like he would be like a good quickly role. Like I, I almost, even though he, he's a starter. I kind of like the balance of having catch and shoot shooters next to Brunson to give him space to work, and then having Dejounte kind of just running the second unit and then closing sometimes. Like I kind of like that idea, even though Dejounte to me wouldn't probably wouldn't like that because he's coming, he's becoming a, he's coming from being a starter on one team to like a semi bench role. So I don't think he would like it, but I really that's how yeah, I, what I, I would like. like. Yeah, yeah. I also would like to keep Dante going forward. Because I don't know if you watched Dante last year with um, Golden State. I would like that role on New York, where he's backup point guard and he's the back backup shooting guard. And right. I, I think, yeah, I, I think that's the ideal situation. Yeah, I I agree. So I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty happy. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy. All right, salute, salute. Thanks for yes, sir. Thanks for. Thanks for calling in, Fritz. And if you want to chat too, we have the Discord in the bottom of the link. If you want to chat and talk next, and what you tell me is what your thoughts is about the trade. If you like it, if you don't, um, if you want to make another move, you can let us know too. I just put the Discord link in the chat. Um, I can't pin it for some reason. My, 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 it's not. It's being super weird. It's being super weird. But let me see if I can pin it right now. Me go on my other laptop and see if I can actually pin it. And I can. All right, cool. So I pinned it to the top of the <laughs> chat to have to do some, some trickery. <laughs> but it's now pinned to the top of the chat. So if you want to talk Knicks, hit that Discord link and let us know what you think about the trade. The link is pinned to the top of the chat. All right. Um, cool. Also, we already haven't talked about Precious Achua. Yeah. Um, and we really haven't talked about Malachi Flynn. I don't know how, if you have any thoughts about those guys, but like I know, I know when Malachi Flynn was first coming into the league, I, it was somebody I was interested in, and I thought I thought he was just like a solid guy. I, I remember him kind of being like a pick and roll guy in college, who was kind of decent, not somebody who was who was overly athletic or going to wow you, but somebody who's just a stabilizer. Um, he's been kind of struggling shooting. With the Raptors, though, 
and I'll show you those numbers. But what do you think about adding those two pieces, Ryan? Um, well, first I'll talk on Precious. I do think Precious will add some well-needed size. The Knicks definitely need some size coming off the bench, and I think he will definitely add that. Um, I think he is a decent defender. It's 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 a it's a they're just both solid rotational pieces, you know, that you could use in your lineups with the second unit, and you know they'll produce. Malachi Flynn, he's shooting decent for the three point range. This he's thirty five percent. Um, none of those guys are quickly. I'm not trying to compare them quickly anyway, but you know there are guys that are solid rotational pieces, and they'll do a job for you coming off the bench, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, if you're looking at the numbers, like Malachi's numbers aren't really anything to, to, to fly home about. If you're looking at the shooting numbers, 33% from all three. Um, that corner, though, he's shooting 40% from the corner, which is pretty pretty good. That's the only place he's really been good all good from. Um, but the, he he's a solid guy. He's going to play defense. Um, he's going to pass. He has a high assist rate. Um, this is going to give... I'm wondering how Tibbs is going to play this. We've been groomed. I felt like they might have been trying to groom Miles McBride to take over because they felt like quickly might be going because of the number he's asking for. This is a time for Miles McBride to step up uh, to see if he can beat out this newcomer. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if Tibbs goes with Miles McBride, who, from the eye test, from the limited minutes, Miles McBride's jump shot looks a lot smoother than it did last year. But it's been an extremely limited minute, so you, you really can't take it to heart until games are on the line and they mean something. You know what I mean? And with the the Pacers game coming up today, you might see you, you might see some Miles McBride today. Now I'm pretty sure we will see Miles McBride today. <laughs> yeah, but it's pretty much science still delivered. <laughs> yeah, he's getting minutes today. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is like if I'm Miles McBride, I'm licking my chops and I'm looking in the mirror and I'm watching Juice and I'm and I'm watching. Yeah, I'm definitely watching Juice and saying I got the juice now and it's my time to shot. I'm definitely on that time. If I'm Miles McBride today, don't pass the ball. <laughs> Miles McBride, if you watch it, you play today, do not pass the ball. Do not. Because you have about one to two games until another point guard is here. Um, if you do pass the ball, make sure it's fancy. Make sure it's an alley. Make sure it's, it's, it's a crowd pleaser. But you got two games of free range. Be aggressive and shoot the shots that are given to you. Exactly. And, and it's the perfect storm, too, because he's going up against the Pacers that play no defense. So exactly. It's the perfect storm. <laughs> exactly. So those shots will be open. <laughs> those shots will be open. But yeah, uh, Precious and Chua, the same thing. If you go looking at Precious and Chua's stats, not really a good shooter. Um, if, if you talk to Raptors fans, though, they were excited about him. They felt like he was he was flashing some three-point shooting towards the end of the last season. And if, and he's an athletic guy. He's probably one of, the, one of the most athletic guys on that squad. He can give you something defensively. But not sure how much minutes he's going to get here. Um, also, he's kind of an undersized power forward slash center. So maybe he takes some of Taj's minutes when Taj is looking crazy. Maybe we don't go small ball five with Julius Randle with him here. Maybe we go small ball five and have Precious here uh, to preserve Julius. But um, yeah, that uh, 
That's that's all that has to be really said about pressures. Uh, six eight, six nine, kind of big, power forward. Not a difference maker. <laughs> Not a big difference maker. But uh, just another intriguing piece of time to look like to see if we can develop into something else. All right. Yeah, and you know, like I said, Knicks needed size. They got size off the bench with pressure, so he might he might not be a game changer of any sort, but at least it gives the Knicks a bit more versatility on the defensive side of the ball when that second unit comes in. At least they got somebody coming off the bench with size. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, man, uh, that's it. That's all I have to say. I overall, I like the trade. I like the trade. It's gonna be tough. It makes us better. It makes the starting unit better. It makes the second unit worse. So this trade only really works for real based on the secondary trade. Um, but overall, Barrett, I, overall, you know, Brunson and Julius Randle will be excited. Maybe not, not at first because their boy is gone, but they're going to realize how much extra spacing they have and how much, how much the finishing is going to go up with OG Ananobi in the starting lineup. But that bench unit might be an issue. We might see our starters get a little bit more extra minutes if the, if that bench unit is not able to hold leads. Because they've been kind of... Bench unit's been a little bit struggling to hold leads in the first place anyway. So, uh, yeah, we might... Who knows? We might see a little bit of uptick of those guys. But also, we might see more minutes for Grimes. Um, this can be a time for Grimes to kind of show out, be a playmaker, get some more shots up. And really take the training with Penny Hardaway and JJ Redick and apply it to in-game situations. Right. Facts, and I just want to shout out the chat right quick. Penny, it, it's it's not it's not as somber as you think it is. The excitement was earlier in the stream, so I don't know if you were there earlier, but it's not as somber as you think it is. <laughs> yeah, it's not as somber as she is. They Billy, listen, man. The Knicks traded my my favorite player, my second favorite player on the team was Emmanuel Quickly. For everybody who knows and follows who follows the stream, the my second favorite player on the team was Emmanuel Quickly. Um, so if anybody wants to be had to be sad, it was definitely me. <laughs> I wanted to pay the guy. <laughs> I wanted him here. There was a there was a time where I was like, why are you even bringing Brunson here? Like we have Emmanuel Quickly. You know what I'm saying? Like give him a shot, see how it goes. But that's my guy. He's gone. It hurts. I understand why it happened, though. If you want to go back and listen to the the breakdown of the ramifications of the second apron and why it would move Emmanuel quickly because of that, then go back and watch that. I kind of explained why why the Knicks might have done that, but it is what it is. I'm sad to see Man quickly go. Happy to see OG OG Ananobi here. I feel like I feel like we can compete with, with a lot of the top wings in the league right now. Like a lot, like uh, like we had the Timberwolves coming up. We had the Timberwolves coming up in a few days, and we already have a guy who had. We already have a guy in OG Ananobi who held Anthony Edwards to one for nine. We have him in the lineup. You know what I mean? Before that, we had nobody there here who could really do that for us. Maybe Grimes could do something like that for us, but Grimes, as good as a defender as Grimes is, he's still 6'5". You know? So it is what it is. Um, 
I think it's overall a good move, even though my guy Emmanuel quickly is, is is gone. Yeah, he can potentially be like an all-star guy or a fringe all-star, bare minimum fringe starter. But I am happy to have OG in the line. Right? <laughs> yeah, most definitely same here. And of course, I wish RJ Barrett the best. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna say it one more time, Badman Barrett. We 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 we, we, took, we took away from you though, because of the way you've been playing. So far this season, we we, we kind of took it away for you, but you know, just to honor RJ Barrett, I'm gonna say it one last time, Badman Barrett, wish him the best in Toronto, Absolutely. and of course, quickly, of course, quickly, quickly, he's gonna become that starting point guy that he was meant to be. So I'm still happy for those dudes, but I'm also happy with OG here. <laughs> Absolutely, Absolutely. He's a, CPR. This is I'll paint. I'll paint a man. I'll paint a man quickly for you, JLS. <laughs> that he's not a nigga anymore, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yo, funny and yo, sunny enough, CP. So I went to art school. So for those of you who don't know, that's why I like I, I made the logo, I made the graphics for this. I went to art school. I'm actually a motion graphic designer by trade. So I can't throw a rock without hitting the artist. All my friends are artists, and I know some amazing painters, like really amazing painters. <laughs> 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 but so shout to shout to all my artist friends, Ronnie. Shout to Rashi. Uh, Elliot, uh, Ruel, everybody, all the everybody who was the art school with me, as exclusive as your art school in, in the building. LaGuardia High School Music Art, shout out to you guys. All right. And shout out to my pops. Birthday yesterday. Happy birthday. I didn't say happy birthday. It was, I was emotion, emotional after a loss to <laughs> the damn magic. <laughs> but happy birthday to my, to my pops. Turned 66 yesterday. Yes, <laughs> all right. But that is our show, yo. Thank you, thank you guys for watching. Shout out to Patrick, Connor, Alexander, CP, the artist, artist Lucas, Eureka, uh, D. Ross. Shout out to Fritz, Alice, Lindor. Everybody else is rocking with the show. Black Nito, all all the people who rocking us for a while. Prezi the boss, I see you. I know Prezi the boss will be running around for New Year's at some soccer party. Shout out to you. Shout out to Mosquito, Gregory Lee. People I haven't seen in a minute. People I see all the time. Shout out to Tim. Uh, everybody else rocking with the KT show. We definitely will be back. Yeah, it's sad, man. It's sad. It's sad, man. It's sad. Pour out to my guy IQ. I, I, I got my video still up there talking about he should he should start after his second preseason game. I'm gonna leave it up there forever, man. But that's the show, man. Uh, Ryan G, let him know where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan DKOT. You can also find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. <laughs> That's S-I-R-G is C-H-I-L-L-I-N. And I guarantee it, some of y'all are going to be changing your tone and changing your views once you see this new starting lineup actually start start going yeah. and start getting in motion and start getting used to each other. Watch y'all change your tune. Dog. I guarantee it. Once? Dog, do you know how many open threes they gave R.J. Barrett yesterday? Love the dude. But they're not going to be able to do that with OG in the lineup, man. Tibbs prioritizes corner threes. Prioritizes corner threes. OG hits corner threes at a high clip. We have two, two, two corner three three-point shooting specialists on the starting lineup next to Brunson and Randall. It's going to make a huge difference. And y'all going to see it. Y'all gonna see how, how much of a difference it's gonna make. It's gonna it's gonna hurt. That bench unit is gonna hurt. I'm not gonna hold you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bench is 
kind of kind of iffy unless Grimes can step up. But besides that, the starting lineup, the starting lineup is going to be legit. Yeah. Somebody said OG makes two threes a game. The Knicks, low, low, uh, quiet is just kept. Tibbs prioritize. Tibbs wants the Knicks to shoot more threes. So he's, he encourages Knicks players to put threes up. Uh, and we have, you know, so I have a feeling he's going to be shooting more threes here. That's all I'm going to say. And not only that, like, OG, he he attacks closeouts. I'm like, he attacks closeouts really good. He did it to us. He saw when he had 29 against us. He run him off the three. He would, he would uh, head fake, go to a hole, lay it, and actually finish at the rim. He actually finishes at the rim, guys. <laughs> he actually makes layups. We'll be fine. All right. We'll be fine. <laughs> All right. That is our show. I hope you... I know we said he's going to leave like six times. But that is our show, man. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching. You can follow us on the KLT Show on Twitter, the Naked Time Show on Instagram, and the Naked Time Show on Facebook as well. Um, yeah, and that's our show. As always... Shut out the worldwide west. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. Twitter's in shambles. YouTube is in shambles. It's a mess out here in these Nick streets. That is our show. We are out of here. Peace.